0: so happy new year everyone and wow welcome back to conversations with friends uh, marlo's topics around well-being and uh, i am grateful to have 2020 behind us at this moment and today's topic i gotta say i it's very fortuitous um we're gonna be talking about principles and values as a part of being well, as a well-being, as our foundation. And the f- person that we are gonna be having this conversation with is my friend and has been my friend for a really long time, my entire career, I have to say. And I'm really honored to have uh, this conversation today with Joan Each Rowan. I will talk a little bit more about in a minute. I chose this topic because I have seen over many years now the lack of these in society, the lack of principles and values in society among my colleagues, among friends, among family. And it really bothers me uh, a lot. And I have taught this topic principles and values uh, woven into and and separated out in my Inspired Sessions for a very long time. And for me, I see this as a non-negotiable piece for well-being within oneself. And so I am, as I said, thrilled and really honored and grateful to have my friend Joan H. Rowan uh, join me today. Joan is a salon owner here in Chicagoland on the south side of Chicago. And I have admired Joan from the first moment I met her. Joan is true grit and fire and embodies this topic like no other person I know. And There literally was no one else in my mind except Joan to have this conversation with. And we have had some fantastic times and memories together and we've done a lot of hard work together. So I am grateful to have Joan uh, banter with me this morning, this new year morning, uh, in light of everything that's just happened, which we will talk about. Uh, So welcome Joan, thank you for being with me today.
1: Pleasure. Thank you for saying those kind words. I
0: truly appreciate it. Mm. Thank you. Knowing uh, what just happened yesterday, so today we're doing this recording the day after, the morning after the Capitol was assaulted. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find words for it and trying to find words that. Uh, are not all um, swear words, um, but uh, I, I was, um, the Capitol was assaulted by supporters of President Trump uh, in light of, or at the same time as Congress was going into session to confirm under Vice President Pence uh, overseeing, confirm Uh, President-elect, well, they were going to confirm the Electoral College votes for President-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And I got to say, as I said earlier, this topic around principles and values, Joan and I were supposed to, we were going to record this before Christmas, uh, and I needed to postpone it because I had a personal emergency. And, uh, as I said, I think it is quite fortuitous for us to be talking the morning after this event. because um, I think principles and values kind of went out the window yesterday. Would you say? would you I, I have
1: to agree. And watching that on television i was I had it on because I was watching what the Senate and the House of Representatives were going to do with the certification mm-hmm. because I am always interested in government
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and what happens and how it can happen and um when we saw what was happening in front of the Capitol I started crying Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: (laughs) it's uh it's taken my breath away um and yet as um the travesty we were watching unfolded What we do know about our country is that we are based on values and to know that our government got back together and into the wee hours of the night, did the right thing and certified our election, it makes me hopeful and it makes me feel better. And it makes me know that uh, we have the power to go back to where we need to be and I hopefully I believe we will.
0: Yeah it was um, I was in uh, eye doctor appointments yesterday and the person that I was with and helping kind of interrupted our the eye exam and was like hey here's an update and kind of read what the update was and I just was sitting there my eyeballs were numbed (laughs) because they had to you know, put stuff in them, they were looking at my eyeball. So I had to really sit there for a second and I'm trying to capture my vision. And I'm thinking what I was speechless. As you said, it took your breath away and, you know, a million things crossed my mind. And I just really felt like um, what happened? You know what? What happened? This was like the pinnacle of 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 kind of where I felt for the last four years. But I also felt, as I looked over my notes this morning for our conversation, and I was looking at a list of principles and values, personal core values that I listed out, and I pulled a document up that had them kind of separated, and I thought any a lot of any one of these that I have on this list, integrity, honesty, compassion, dependability, dignity, hard work, on and on. Any of them I think can be flipped in or, or I guess one's perception of of how they use them or how where where they put their belief behind it. So I guess what I'm saying is like the people who were there at the Capitol were honoring their values. It might not be in support of what I believe in at all or putting it towards an individual who I do not support at all. Whereas, you know, we might have those same values. We might have uh, honor and, and dignity as our values, but they can be applied in two very opposing ways. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Well, kinda. But I mean I there is no honor. Yes. And there is
1: no honor in lawlessness. I mean but to cannot, them
0: they, Yeah.
1: No, I don't I I say I I'm not that, I'm
0: not condoning it. Please don't Oh I, I, mean, I, I truly know that. I yeah. truly know that.
1: My but, in the sake of conversation, um, there this whole idea that there's two different rights or two different wrongs. if I believe it one thing you know my right is different than your right it's very black and white there's a difference between right and
0: wrong correct there
1: is you know people's values they can be passionate about the wrong thing correct with that being said, um, it doesn't make it right.
0: Correct. You know, it
1: does not make it right. It, it's still wrong. There is a difference between right and wrong. No matter what we how we color it, no matter how we make excuses, you know, there is a difference between right and wrong. The minute that they chose to have a noose in front of the capitol, I mean there there's no there's no way we can say to them, well, that's how they
0: feel. I mean, right. can't break. I agree. I agree. agree. So, would you then agree uh, as we start to dive into this topic further? Because I don't. I'm. I won't dwell on what happened yesterday. Because we move. We're moving forward, and I have a whole lot of other thoughts around what happened yesterday. In as it relates to um, unfairness and uh, double standards, and that's just a whole different conversation for a different day um do you agree would you agree that principles and values are uh a non-negotiable for oneself in being a well-being like this is in order to kind of move forward in your own life in in whatever way you choose to principles and values need to be there in order to create a whole person would you agree with that of course i mean yeah
1: you have to look in the mirror. You have to be able to sleep at night. You have to know that your actions have consequences far beyond yourself, always, always. Yeah. Your actions, they, it affects people always. And so unless you have, unless you truly consider other people, unless you consider the planet Earth, unless you consider what you, your conscious consumerism, you have to consider that. It has to be part of your life Mm because it affects everyone.
0: Yeah. So let's dive in deeper. When you were growing up, what was, what was your upbringing like? What were your parents guiding pillars or teaching points? Like,
1: How, what was it? uh, I was raised Catholic. I was, and I have a lovely, lovely experience of being Catholic. My mother was a single woman raising five kids on her own. She left an abusive home and to save us and save herself. And the nuns of St. Brides were my mother's heroes and they helped us and they taught us kindness and we survived from the kindness of not only the sisters of saint brides but of the kindness of other people because we lived in poverty
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with that being said we were taught many things by actions it wasn't always by words i was taught that life was generous I knew we were poor, that statement. Like, I didn't even know we were poor. I find it hard to believe. I knew we were poor, but it didn't really matter because we were surrounded by kindness and love. And and the, um, we lived in a community that at that time, you know, the 1960s, a long time ago, women who had, were brave enough to leave abusive marriages were not treated kindly. My mother was not always treated kindly, but we were.
0: Yeah, I could, I can imagine, I can imagine that. I think I listened to, I grew up in a, um, I grew up in a dysfunctional household for sure, without like batten and eyelash, very Catholic as well. When I think about some of the, guiding pillars or the principles or the teaching points of my mom and and we talked we said earlier that there is a right and there's a wrong there it's black and white i for sure got that in our house um treating others with respect like elders you know for us man if you didn't uh if you didn't respect your elders and the neighbors around us and people even if it was someone who was ten years older than you, you respected them. If my parents presented them as someone who was, you know, certainly outside the family, but someone who held some kind of position, and not position meaning like ranking, but just if they held them in respect, you had to. And you had to mind your P's and Q's. You were not allowed to like pipe up and cause ruckus. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. Children were to be seen and not heard. Exactly. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. And I mean, I don't know. Do you recall wording or language being given to what I'm calling as these guiding pillars or teaching points as a child, which would be to us now principles and values, but that's not, that's not what my mom or dad would say, <clears throat> but do you ever have, do you call having language given to it at all? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, let me think about that.
1: I really believe I learned most things watching. Mm-hmm. My mother, um, You know, my mother was a Democratic judge. My mother, we were homeless. And my mother, we were homeless. And then when we got a home, we brought another woman in with four kids to live with us in a two-bedroom apartment
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to take care, to help her. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't remember my mother ever saying, you know, women stand together. We take care of each other. I don't ever remember those words. I remember watching a woman work very hard and actually always in a good mood. Not always in a good mood, but always optimistic would probably be the better way to say it. Mm -hmm. What were the words? Um, Remember who you are. Remember where you come from. don't talk to your aunt that way I don't know you know <laughs> who the hell do you think you are, you are. go to your yeah. room <laughs> right well yeah
0: that was just gonna say I'm like those would be the most those two last statements were probably the most that came out of my mom's mouth who the hell do you think you are get in your room
1: <laughs> my mother would say hey if I was talking about somebody, much like, hey you're no oil painting yeah. <laughs>
0: I shut it
1: that. you know that was a big one you're no oil painting
0: I am gonna use that <laughs> I love that yeah
1: she I I find myself actually quoting my mother a lot and it's funny so you asked me for words and I said I didn't have any I quote her all the time I was like as grandma would say um so I guess I did learn a lot from her uh, I know I did, I learned everything from her but um what words about principles and ethics
0: like if I give you, I'll throw you out some some words and maybe find it. so yeah. compassion, empathy, love, um, dependability, trustworthiness, or just being trusting, uh, responsibility. You mentioned hard work.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah. You always were responsible for your actions. Mostly, you know. That's always what What are you doing? you know we were always held responsible you know for us to go to catholic school my sisters and i cleaned the convent once a week Mm -hmm. i started in third grade
0: Mm -hmm. i mean
1: we knew our responsibilities what a gift that was though because we were in a home with all these young women that we were afraid of because they were dressed very funny with that being said we find out they're young they're lovely they're in college they're working really hard they gave us potato chips and pop and Ah. and taught us how to clean the baseboards and taught us very they loved us they were kind to us they Mm -hmm. again so did i and i watched them i thought you know they were teachers they were still in college
0: you know they um unfortunately the nuns that i cross paths with had little hard caveman keychains whacked our hands with them
1: i got whacked I didn't get whacked when I was in the condo. I got whacked <laughs> in front of the class so. um, when I who stepped out of line. Uh,
0: <laughs> yep, that's what happened. Because uh... you know,
1: compassion is that was learned in action as well. But you're always compassionate. I mean, my mother was. My mother always was part of a community, even when her community turned their back on her because she had the nerve to walk away from an abusive husband. Mm-hmm. Her community left her. She always worked two jobs. Um, so I don't know what words. The words I just watched her. And to me, she taught me everything. And part of it was, you know, what words I remember. I saw a movie when I was like ten or eleven years old. This I remember. It was uh, a man for all seasons, mm-hmm. and Thomas Moore was a friend of Henry the and when Henry decided he wanted a new wife and was going to kill somebody and become the head of the church, his best friend, who really was his best friend, he kept saying, just sign this paper that I'm the, king, the not only the king of England, but head of the church. And Thomas More could not do that. In his, and he was put into the Tower of London. I mean, I remember this so clearly. I remember what the seat smelled like at the Sheltonham Theater as I was watching this. I remember mm. this more clearly than what my mother said. And there's a scene where he's in the Tower of London and his daughter, Meg, comes crying. Please, Father, please just sign the paper. Everyone knows how you feel. Everyone knows that you, that you don't agree with him just sign the paper so you are not murdered. And he said, Oh, Meg, I can't do that. You hold your conscience in your hand like water. And you open your fingers a little bit, it's all gone. And when I make decisions, I think of that like, okay, because there are times you could do something differently, and nobody would notice and it doesn't matter. And it's better for you or your team or your family. But the reality is that if you Open up your fingers a little bit. You lose all the water. You lose your conscience. You lose the right to say, I do the right thing. You know, I don't yeah. ever want to not be able to say, I do the right thing. I try to do the right thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I'm having this conversation with you. <laughs> because that you are that. You have been, for me, even through when we first met. You know, I was, everyone always says to me, Marla, when did you, start your career like when you were 10 and I'm like pretty much um, <laughs> so by the time you know when I met you I was probably early 20s um, but I just always saw that in you I always uh, respected that and you admired that your you held your ground and um, my mom certainly did the same thing my dad was really not around a lot And they, too, split once I left the house after high school. Um, And when I think about words in our house, um, it was minding your manners. Oh, yeah. That was one. And I'm going to write a book about manners because I think those have also gone right out the window. I have a book on that right in my head. Um, Minding Your Manners and... um, kindness, you know, doing good for other people, go helps, you know, Elizabeth next door, go over to Bonnie's and, you know, help her get this stuff together that she needs help with, or go down to, uh, you know, so-and-so's house, and they need to move stuff in the garage. I mean, you just did stuff for others. You didn't ask, just did it. They need some help. They told me they were doing this. Go down and see if they need some help. Go help them. Go do something. Go, go make yourself useful. That was the phrase. Go make yourself useful. (laughs) And it's a good phrase, phrase,
1: you know. We and especially now with this everybody on all kinds of contractments. I mean, so much time is wasted uh, looking at phones and not being useful. It's not useful just, you know, absorbing other people's opinions without facts. Isn't that useful? Useful is to go help somebody. That, oh, that's everything, right? I mean, and- Yeah,
0: well, but I mean, I could, we were just talking about it. Uh, who was I talking about it with? Oh, yesterday, one of the eye doctors. <laughs> one of the physician's assistants was saying uh, i'm uh, you guys are my last patient i'm going to my next job she manages a, a fast food kind of mom and pop joint in one of the neighborhoods here in chicago and she manages over a bunch of teenagers and she said she's always got to tell them to stay busy you know do your work do your responsibility this is what you're supposed to do make yourself useful and right um, and some of the other things that come up that I think about with my mom is uh, being thankful for what you have, always being thankful for what you have. Um, and it wasn't gratitude, it was just being thankful. Count your blessings. Count your blessings Count instead your blessings.
1: of sheep. My mother used to say that all the time.
0: Yeah, country blessings. I don't know if my mom added anything after that. Sometimes I, <laughs> I started to tune certain things out at a certain point because I was like, yeah, I don't want to hear that one again. <laughs> um, some of them were, you know, do it. Uh, she always was do it right the first time. So don't don't do it pass backwards. Yeah, that's a good line too. Yeah, do I it know. right the first time. <laughs> do it like I told you, do it right the first time, don't do it pass You're wasting time. Um, and someone might not see that as a principle or value, and they just might see that as, um, what do you call it, um, raising bantering. your child the right way. What'd you say?
1: The bantering.
0: <laughs> the bantering, yeah. But it is. You do it with you do your job, your your task at hand, whatever it is, you do it right the first time. And if you fail, that's okay. You you need to learn the lesson after that, but to put forth your best effort into what you're doing. um, Other things that I I think about, or people around us, um, there was a gentleman who was a work colleague with my dad and, Dick Hodges. And I thought he was, and my mom still talks about him today with just such um, respect and uh, niceness. He was, I had he was such a gentleman and I had never really met what I would now call a true gentleman. He was, um, he would come and stay at our house as a guest. I remember in the, and we had our the lower level of our house was furnished we we did it and so we had a guest bedroom and I was young very young when he first started coming and uh, I would sneak downstairs and because I'd want to go say hi to him in the morning and wake him up and of course be a pest and I was nosy and but he was just he was tall like I'd never met such a tall person and and skinny and lanky but just gentlemanly and he had this snow white hair and these crystal blue eyes and um i would and tan he lived in Kansas City and uh, but he was always tan and i just never crossed paths with someone like him and he was just such a lovely man and kind and and i remember i'd come sneaking down and of course he'd already be up and he had his undershirt on and his big boxer shorts and he'd just be sitting there and um, he'd say Molly I can I can see you it's okay come on in and Molly was my nickname from birth to when I became a late teenager my mom would call me she just liked the name Molly Uh, so she'd be like Molly I, I see you come on in it's okay come sit next to me and just his kindness and and he'd sit and tell me stories of his travels and you know how are you doing? What are you working on? Or what's how school? And just this. Um, well, this, he had
1: time for you.
0: <laughs> he, had time, yeah, he had time for me for sure. But it was almost this presence of just, um, you know, I, I'm try, I keep saying gentlemen, but there's more around it. It's that it, it was just this essence of you. Um, I just happened to glance over at my list of words, irreverence, um, poise and uh, tranquility. He was just always calm and he always, I never really saw him angry, um, which unfortunately was a very common theme in our house. Um, So it was just this like, he was a peaceful person to be around and peace is, is a good value as well.
1: It certainly is. It's a very good value to try. And I think that he sounds like he was interested. Um, yeah. One of the things that in life as I'm older, especially with children, is to take the time to be interested. It's, it's, it is it's a consequence to be interesting. It is an action to be interested. Mm-hmm. And people appreciate at every age, and especially children, they, they so appreciate someone that is interested in calmly taking time to talk to mm-hmm. them. I mean, that's why that to you, I'm sure, as a, a, most of our childhood memories, they're chaotic, house full of kids and everybody getting yelled at and move over and watch your brother's going to elbow you in the head and to be able to go sneak down somewhere and have this uh, person really interested and calmly talking to is like an angel being sent.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's, that's, that's exactly what it was like. It was like this whole, like this holy space. I could go sit down and hi, Mr. Hodges, you know, right, (laughs) right.
1: right. I had an aunt that it took me a while to realize why I adored her so much. Then one of the last times she had been in my home, I noticed she looked at everything on my refrigerator every little note, every picture asked me questions. And I realized the reason I love my Aunt Marilyn so much is she was interested Mm -hmm. in me and my life, my things, my time, my space. And she was interested in the world. She was a collector. She was smart. She was an artist. She, but our relationship I realized came from the fact that she took the time to be interested. Mm -hmm. And I think as a leader in my company, as a mother, as an aunt, as a sister, I know that people need to feel that you're interested in them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's a need in life. I need it. So I know everybody else needs it. So to take the breath, to be present, to take a minute and say, how the heck are you? I noticed you need new shoes. You know, what's going on? Why are you wearing those? You know, just yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, and caring. Caring would be, you know, another one. And granted, I'm picking, it just happens that our, top, our chat so far seems to be picking out very um, love-based. Well, I think all principles are love-based, but really ones that are very nurturing uh, principles. And if I <clears throat> also think about uh, some of the other ones... Um, that maybe stem around strength or assertiveness, confidence, persistence, um, vigor, will, free will, um, independence, bravery. Bravery would be a big one too, I think. Um, Well, bravery
1: is a big one. It, and you know, when people go, you're so lucky. You know, your business is doing so well or you're so lucky. And in my head I think I'm not lucky, I just had the nerve to try it. Mm-hmm. I was brave enough to say, I can try this. You know, bravery is an important thing, to be brave enough to step outside yourself, to be brave enough to ask interested questions, to mm-hmm. be brave enough to stand in your truth. Mm-hmm brave enough to be vulnerable really yes
0: yeah when you think about we've talked about a couple of people who influenced us were there other were there other people who who might they be like and or incidents that made an impression good or bad that shaped how you started to become or develop as as your own self well like when we think about when i think about my upbringing which had its good and bad because it was a dysfunctional household we were blessed with a lot of great things as well we were very fortunate in some in many ways um we weren't um Uh, ostentatious in any way. We were, we always gave back to our community. We were always donating food to the church. We belonged to two parishes and we always helped the nuns in the convent. My mom cleaned the pastor, one pastor's house and we went to school at the other church. And so we were always doing something, always. But if I look at a lot of the shit that went down in my childhood it shaped how I didn't want to be because that there were then as I saw I couldn't put words to it but as we said early in the conversation there were things that I knew were wrong regardless of how it was being presented or regardless of um how it was justified i knew it was wrong and i knew when i left i didn't want to have i I knew i I didn't want to be like that or i didn't want to have that as a part of my life and um so it has but what i did take of it is i've chosen to look at the good within it, within all that happened, and pull out those pieces um, that were presented. And um, yeah,
1: that's survival.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is survival. It absolutely is survival. For sure.
1: Survival is a beautiful thing. But... Um, <laughs> we're all grateful that we have survival instincts and then we find the best in things because life is difficult and <laughs> Um, it's important to find the best in everything.
0: Yeah, it but people—you have a choice. People don't always do that.
1: They don't, and that is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Although I am thinking, as well as of late in my old age, that I was born—I was born lucky because I am a half-full girl. I've always been a half girl, half full girl. I was okay, you know. Difficult things happened to my family at a very early age. And yet I was always sure that it was going to be okay. And I don't know if that's a gene. Sometimes I think maybe we're just lucky. Maybe it's just the energy we got from the universe that gave us this optimistic feeling, this, well, if I work really hard and I'm nice, things will work out okay. Mm-hmm. Because, and with that being said, not always. I mean, with with that being said, I have been betrayed. With that being said, I have been treated poorly. Uh, things have not worked out in you know the way I thought they should. But I am grateful that I do have this internal optimism that well, that sucked, but let's see how, what we can do to make it better. I, I I don't. I used to think for sure it was my choice. But now I kind of think I'm just this energy that this universe has given me has given me I'm so grateful that I I don't see the dark side I you know and and frankly this last year it's been creeping towards me
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah I mean it's creep towards mean, ev- it's creeped towards everyone Joan. You're remember, not remember remember the movie ghost with that dark yeah. you know,
1: shadow I mean I feel like as of the last 18 months it's been difficult. With that being said, I do thank God every day that I can wake up and think, we can get through this. We'll be okay. Some people can't. Even if they try and choose it, some people can't. And I am sorry for them. I Mm -hmm. wish I could help them. I try to help them, actually.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I,
1: I do try. But I am fortunate that I believe in the universe. And I believe in God. And I believe in humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, not all of us do. And I and I can't imagine with the reactions that we saw on our people's house yesterday. Those you know the most people don't can't feel the way I feel because they would never act that way.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um and even when I think of um there's another gentleman, you and I both know, Eric Knutson. No Who I love, I know, who uh, I kind of always saw as he kind of he just kind of took me under his wing, kind of protected me. He was literally my first entry entry into the salon and spa industry. Uh, he I was modeling at the time in high school and I had to go get my hair done. I was going to do a hair show. Uh, which I can laugh hysterically now at what we had to wear. It was when Batman came out first and we had to wear these black capes and do this kind of like Batman thing. And I was like, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> it was comical yeah. for me. <laughs> <Really> comical. <laughs> What's that? Art. Art. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, Art. <laughs> Um, But I remember I had to go have my hair done and I was sent to his salon, Eric of Norway. Where is Eric from? Norway. Always. Yes, that's what he got. And and, uh, I remember he straightened my hair because those were the perm days. And uh, my hair was a disaster at the time when I stepped into his salon. (laughs) He, He was just so gracious. He was always just gracious with me. And uh, Carol, his wife, was hysterical, and I loved her. But they were, they both took me under their wings. But he, because of how my path continued to go, and he just always, because it went up to Milwaukee, I worked at a salon up there that he was a silent partner in. And and he just helped my path. He really put in front of my f- in my path here is the next opportunity and and of course I will help you get it and whatever but
1: he did the same for me Merlo yeah he did it
0: for everybody and it's and really
1: made a big huge he actually he changed the path of my life mm -hmm. at one point um with his um honoring me and not necessarily I was there I signed a contract with him um about a salon that I was going to open, but he really, he gave me great counsel. Like, you be sure this is what you want to do, because I'm going to, you know, I'll be honest with you. He said, you be sure this is where you want to be and what you want to do, because this isn't going to be, It was my first big salon. Um, I was signing a contract and then I, I left. I I, the meeting what he said really shook me up like suddenly I wasn't sure and I went and I left and I called the next day and I asked to get out of the contract I signed Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and he said of course you are and he said you are so brave most people would not have the courage to call and tell me that they Changed their mind that it did not feel right. And he said, I'm really proud of you, Joan, mm-hmm. because if it doesn't feel right, I don't want you to do it. And I'll happily, you know, we're, we're done here. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And that, that was very kind. I mean, he counseled me wonderfully. He was a good person, great person. He is a great person. Is a, how
0: yeah, is he? Yeah, he's still, he's still around. Yeah, how <laughs> is he?
1: Do you talk to him? I,
0: I, I, haven't, uh, in lot, I haven't in a long. I haven't in quite a few years. Um, but it was, you know, when I asked you who, who started to present themselves around your path, who were some of your influencers, he was a massive influencer to me. And
1: and me.
0: Yeah, Probably and so many, and many
1: people. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: In yeah, and I think for me, I could list a whole number of principles and values from leadership and excellence to uh, his kindness and respect and his level of communication and his persistence. I mean, I, I could go on and on. And he also really gave me someone, was someone who I could, as a very young adult, really start to understand. I think it was, I, I would absolutely say, uh, you know, growing up, I didn't understand, I, of course, I knew the difference between right and wrong, and my mom certainly drove that home loud and clear in a million different ways, among all the other principles that she guided us by but you know when you're growing up in in that kind of household and, and disruptive and dysfunctional space that's not what you're thinking about you're thinking about 10 15 other things how can I cause trouble how can I get the hell out of here how can I you know get my way whatever it is so it wasn't until after I left and was on my own and even then for a few years it took me a while to really understand And I still don't know that I put the word principle or values to it. Maybe I put morals. I doubt it. I still didn't have that vocabulary, but it really took me some time to understand how I knew how to behave. I knew how to be an adult. I knew how to carry myself and be a leader because that's how I moved myself forward. But I don't really think it was until I came under... Uh, the next phase when I started working under the distributor directly under salon systems and and certainly with Eric and Barb and others that I really started to frame and get the word principle and value in my head and by then
1: that's just that is just maturity I mean that is the line of what we learn at home we to walk away we have to challenge it you know the book uh, my mother myself that was a a turning point in my life as well and um that book really I think I read it in my early 20s I don't know um but I remember reading like you know those relationships are childish our child relationships have to be reinforced as for us to mature so you brought that like you said like the only way we could walk away from our first love our mother is to with disdain Mm -hmm. how else do you leave your lover your Mm -hmm. mother you Mm -hmm. have to hate her Mm -hmm. you gotta walk away and that's and that's just part of growth for us to and then what we've learned in the beginning of our lives is reinstated if we're fortunate enough to meet great people like eric Mm -hmm. to meet Vidal Sassoon, to meet Horst, you know, and all these men were gentlemen to me. They were great teachers. There was, um, a a world I'd never seen, you know, I never thought it was going to be a hairdresser. I never thought about being a hairdresser. I mean, never in my life, but when I found myself in these places and these leaders happened to be men, it's shocking. Um, and well, they I'm were gonna kind p- and they were interesting and they were thoughtful and they were kind I mean
0: yeah well I'll put the plug in for women because actually the second salon the women in my first salon that I was at were strong feisty creative loved them I mean really feisty so I, I enjoyed them and and I, in that realm I was I was shaping who I was but I I was more interested in my independence and being cocky and I was a ding dong and whatever. It wasn't in the second salon uh, and the salon owner there, Susan Hayes, uh, that really, she really, I had, I had immediately really formed such an admiration and respect for hard work and I was and I remember and she would say to this day as well because I she put me in as one of her founding pillars at her five-year anniversary I would do anything I did anything in that salon any hours she she wanted me to work I'm like sure I because that was the first job I was on at salary so I was like three hundred dollars a week <laughs> kidding I thought I was making like a million dollars you were I was <laughs> and i was like whatever you want me to do i don't care Uh, what 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 kind of life do i have i didn't really have i mean i had my art and some other stuff and some friends but i was like i'll do whatever i'd go at 7 30 in the morning to do all the laundry for the day and fold everything perfectly and i mean it just and I, i wanted to because she was working so hard i'm like sure i'll do it of course i'll do it yes i'll lead your front desk yes i'll do whatever you want it just she was a fantastic model for me at the time. And she was not that much older than me. I think she's seven years older than seven or eight years older. So it was like looking at an older sister. Um, and I, I really, from her, I really started to form what it meant to be a responsible human being, not just a responsible adult, but a human being that cares for others, helps others, can, can learn and grow and, and become a more intelligent person, insightful, uh, problem solving. I mean, it really, and then as I moved on, I mean, Barb, uh for sure Barb ashworth time um she's awesome absolutely uh susan Giorgio, you know so many women as we plug in men but many women actually were more my along with horse certainly a uh, a a mentor hands down but i got to being in. older than you there weren't a lot of women uh i never worked for a lot of them. yeah yeah absolutely
1: and even in our industry it always was remarkable to me that in an industry where you know 95 percent of the workers are women and all the men were floating to the top mm-hmm. it had something to do with my like, feminism
0: yeah of course <laughs> of course
1: but with that being said barb one of the my memories of barb was You know, she was running the show. She was the biggest person in Salon Systems at the time. You know, her and Eric, they were partners, right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So I remember, uh, I don't know, somehow she heard about I was doing an event. And so the president of, you know, Salon Systems calls me. She goes, you know, we have all these sheets and stuff. Do you want me to just drop them off for you? (laughs) And I remember like (laughs) thinking like this woman has this huge job my little salon i had a good idea and she was all in you know she called me how can i help you what can i do for you Mm -hmm. where there were three people under her that i worked with you know probably you andy you know right she called me personally it was really um first of all it was so nice but it really uh, made me feel like she respected me Mm -hmm. and that feeling again you know, like she was interested in me. That feeling really makes you grow happily and grow, you know, like, wow, I am somebody. That's a good feeling when someone makes you feel like that. It's, yeah. Uh,
0: she's so I'm going to make a
1: shift.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so I'm going to make a shift because as I started this conversation out, I said that I chose this topic because I really feel our values in our society. And even among colleagues I've had and people in my various rings of circles, friends and so on, that I feel like this foundation of principles and values is really off kilter and in some ways very lost. And so and I say that because I look at and and someone listening to this might say, well, Marlo, you're just an old bag at 48 and, and you don't understand us young kids. Don't you remember when you were young, you were bucking the system? And yeah, I was bucking the system, but I also came out of my youth as a mature person because of what I went through. I may not have had everything in place, but I knew that my head was screwed on a heck of a lot more firmly than what i see or what i have sat and watched for the last 15 years 20 years and i say that because i have taught this topic of principles and values and human behavior and and how people treat each other i've taught this this has been a foundation of what my work has been and so What I constantly see is lack of respect, um, making fun of other people, bullying. I mean, I see all the negative stuff. Who doesn't see it? I mean, you can choose to turn a blind eye to it, which is not good either. But I I, I chose this topic because I want us to be better well-beings. I want us to take a look at and take some time and evaluate what it is that we are guiding. What, what are your guide pillars, guideposts? What, what is it that you make your decisions by? How do you want to be remembered at the end of every day? I teach a class called Personal Legacy and it is looking at how do you want to be remembered after every single interaction you have with a person, whether it's a text or a Facebook post or a conversation or a face-to-face or a phone call or an email. What do you want? How is it that you want to be remembered? And so I ask, I'm ask, i asking you how, how do I know you feel similarly as I do. We've had these conversations.
1: Well, I am thinking my position right now, because I have so many employees that I talk to them about important stuff. I, um, I talk to them about treating our clients lovingly. And I use that word and I get some eye rolls. I can see when I'm talking to people that aren't, um, <clears throat> that they're looking at me like, give me a break. You know what I mean? But I think it has to be taught. It has to be said. It Mm -hmm. has to be. um, You have your actions have to show it. So I can't just say work from a place of kindness and love. If I'm not. Doing that, working from that place when I'm working with the people who work for me, the people I'm training at 64 years old. I'm the mm-hmm. oldest person in the room most of the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, especially with my staff, because in our industry, people start young. Um, so we're always teaching. Um, and I do say to things like, what are you watching? You know, the, the conversations, I don't even know what they're talking about half the time, because I don't have idle time to watch um, stuff. They do a lot of watching there's right, a lot of right. watching going on right they right. are watching bad behavior right it is what's frightening and i understand what you're saying it's a time where bad behavior is we can watch it all day long the housewives of every place in the world or mm-hmm. um breaking bad or you know mm-hmm. the things that people talk about you know what what is um trendy, what is socially talked about, Mm -hmm. isn't nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are, you know, the whole reality show, you know, our president, I mean, everything. It's just, we're in a bad time. So I try every day in leadership to try and talk about kindness and love and working from a place you know, it's not about the dollar. It's not about the numbers because money comes and goes. Money mm-hmm. does not stay. Money is not value.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Value is kindness. You know, I, we have this client who was so funny. She said this more than well. once. So she's leaving. She goes, I love this place. I always feel like I made a party. You know? <laughs> And you know we love her too. A lot of the reasons because she drops a lot of money because she's nice. Because she does, she is a conscious consumer and wants to participate in what is right. Buying things that are thoughtfully created and thoughtfully sent out and thoughtfully delivered. And you know, I don't know. I, I. It is a hard time, but we can't stop talking. We can't say that generation, those people behind us. I feel a responsibility every day to show them something different, to show them that, you know, get off that box. Let's work together and do something worth it. You know, now I hear you do that class. I'm probably going to have you do it.
0: Yeah, well, and okay, I'll set up the time after we get off the call. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I I too, I think that's, I know, in the work that I've done in my career, and what I chose to continue to do, which was to continue that kind of work and to help people become better well beings, because I want, that is my passion that's what brings me joy is helping people become better well-being through a, a variety of different avenues but as a whole person and and at the base of it it for me it starts with your principles and values and uh, currently over the last two years I've been a caregiver to my neighbor who's 10 years older than me and we finally early this year uh, got a diagnosis that she has early onset Alzheimer's. And we knew that that was coming um, when we first stepped in to, to help her with take over and thank God the stars aligned to come together in the way that it did. And it was just, I, I would never not do that. We just stepped in. We're like, no, we're going to help you get better. We're going to help you get healthy. And I just stuck with it because I wanted to, because Uh, and yeah, I'm aware I'm a controlling person in many ways. Uh, I've learned to let go of that, but I wanted to have it done right. I wanted to make sure that she could clearly understand the path of health that she was going down, and, and willingly so. She did. She acknowledged and was all for it and whatever, and still is, even through yesterday, but but people will say to me, Well, Marla, it's so kind of you to, to do that. Or this she's very this person's very lucky to have you. And I said, and I always say, Well, I'm grateful that I'm I have the space to be able to do it among all that I'm trying to do in my path. I also know in a heartbeat she would do it for me because that's how long we've known each other she would do it as well this is what friends do for each other you support them you step in you guide them You help them and And more importantly
1: that is what friends do for each other but that's what we need to do for anybody
0: exactly and that's that's why i do the work that i do is to create awareness that we have an opportunity we have a responsibility as human beings to do the right thing in life and that there is a difference between right and wrong and to i absolutely fully understand that we may have opposing beliefs as humans what have an, opposing opinions Yeah, opinions but what what uh, i'm sorry blue wrong or we might have opposing opinions but what matters is working together. What matters is helping each other. What matters is working towards a common goal. What matters is taking care of this planet. What matters is principles and values that help support us as communities as as a as an individual um, and I I believe in modeling the process. I believe that is the way to help others do the same. I do.
1: I just think, you know, there's only so much anybody can do. We all know that people go, you know, I got to take care of myself. You know, I got to take care of my family. Right. Me, me, me. You know, one of the problems is I, I believe, and doesn't make it right, I really believe that one of the problems is that people, the self-serving piece yeah. is bigger than the serving piece. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely.
0: And self-serving,
1: you know, people are like, why would you do that? Well, why not? Because it's helping someone, because it's the right thing to do, because, you know, what's what are you getting out of it, you know? Why are you doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I think I should. And often I don't make money doing that. It's not about, I really believe if you do good things and good works and your intentions, the intention of your day is love, you know, love, faith, trust. If those are your intentions of the day, you know, financially you'll be okay. You know, things will work out the way they're supposed to. If you are coming from a place of love and You know, and and sometimes when bad things happen, we're going to learn a lesson from that or, you know, we've been, you know, you lose jobs, you lose friends, you lose sister-in-laws, you know, loss is part of life. Mm -hmm. So if we could just look out of ourselves and our place and our family and our job and look at (laughs) others, you know, what's going on out there. Is that a me, me, me? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you'll be happier you will be happier if you quit turn the lens off exactly. yourself it's like you walk down the, you drive down the street now and you see these young people with the camera taking selfies yeah you know turn the camera around dude there's a lot out there to yeah. look at and see and feel and touch and help and work yeah. hard and-
0: yeah it is the law of attraction it is we attract who we are that is the law of attraction period end of story so if you are selfish, self serving, it's only about me, what's in it for me? Right. What is it for the salon? What is it for you know if it's that that kind of uh fear based energy, that's what's gonna come back to you. And it's gonna show up in a whole lot of interesting ways that you're gonna be like, What in the world is going on? What the fuck's going on? Right. And then not- that's that same regard when people go,
1: Yeah, I don't watch the news. I'm not, you know. that's just being
0: ignorant (laughs) it can't help you it's kind of funny because my mom when i first moved away i didn't um i had this little tv you know uh with a vcr attached into it the tv was what i don't know 10 inches square 12 the screen was maybe 10 inches 12 inches it was nothing fancy Uh, but that's what i was given and it had a little vcr right um underneath it so i may you know that's when you. Well, before i left the house i recorded all these videos that was on cable i mean you know that was the latest greatest thing i thought well how cool i've got these videotapes to bring with me i'll just watch them five thousand times because that's all you had right <laughs> but, right but i didn't watch the news i didn't read the newspaper at that time and, and of course that's some of that is youth and i just was like i'm not going to be bothered with it and then when i got into the next apartment when i had moved back to milwaukee that same tv was sitting in my closet and at times i would have to have my mom come watch my cats uh overnight or something and she'd always be like where's your tv where's the damn tv about you i'm like it's in the closet like, well, what do you need to watch it for? <laughs> and she would always say what is the matter with you you have to watch the news you have to watch the news you have to be aware you have to stay aware and it really took a long time for me to finally Allow that to sink in and go, okay, fine. I mean, even after I moved, my husband, we weren't married at the time, but when we came, moved in together and bought our house together, it still took me a while, quite a few years before I finally was like, all right, because he would give me the briefings. I would allow for that. And then it finally, I would sit down and actually read the paper because we would get the New York Times. And I, you know, finally, watch some of the local news it took a, a quite a while before i finally embraced looking outside and going okay i have to step outside my bubble and it wasn't i wasn't a me person i wasn't a it's all about me it wasn't that it's just i was not i needed to open the blinders up a little bit further and go right well there's here's, a- how, here's how i can help humanity that's really what it was like pay attention Right. Pay attention right.
1: to your surroundings. Right. Not just yourself. Not just the box in your hand. Right. Um, and those and and that's I think the shift in the paradigm with all this new technology and everything will will level itself out eventually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think with all this horribleness that we've lived through in the last four years, I do believe you know, we're gonna level out to where people realize that the only way we're gonna survive is through love and kindness and mm-hmm. reaching out and knowing what's going on around you and helping your neighbor and and not this self-serving culture.
0: Yeah, it's, it's got. And, and that was actually kind of my my last question as we were going, which we've kind of covered before we wrap up, is. How do we? How do we help restore? Not that you and I are the superwomen of the world, but I might as well think of us that way for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Got my fancy cape on. There you go, girl. My, and my my big hair. Everybody loves my hair. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. Oh my god, it's crazy. Uh, how to restore? What I to re, to help people get back into serving from love, serving from principles, it is about serving outside yourself. It is about thinking outside yourself. It is also about, um, in serving from love, it is, love is the ultimate, there are two emotions, love and fear. You serve from one or the other, and all the manifestations come from underneath it. So somebody might not like the word serving from love. Well, hates break too. That's just the way it is. Okay, those are your two base emotions. And that's where you serve from. If you want to say you serve from joy or happiness or kindness, great. That's fine. Those are all fine. But until we serve from a place that is bigger than us and is not ego-based, it will take some time. So we have to keep talking about serving from a different place. Yeah, and we...
1: Yeah. And, you know, right now, everybody is lonely and scared. Mm -hmm. Let's start there. Everybody we encounter every day sees that ghost shadow creeping up on us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're all in this. We have to talk about it. We have to communicate it. We have to teach it with everybody we see. I mean, we have to say hello from behind the mask. We have to lock eyes with the stranger that we're seeing and we're afraid we're very very afraid everybody's afraid we're afraid of the virus we're afraid of the politics you know it's a fearful time Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and it it takes courage to decide when you walk out this door that today I'm going to make a difference and if it's with you know the lady at the gas station at the 7-eleven how are you today? You know, and I really find interesting. All you have to do is tell somebody they look nice. Exactly. I mean, it's so simple. Like, hey, I like your hair. Really? Mm-hmm. I like my hair. I hate my hair. Or God, that's a cute coat. You know, you just say one nice thing and the right. energy changes. You know, we put on these masks. We're all like bent over walking like, oh, we're so afraid. It's so horrible. Right, right. But If we choose to take that deep breath, to walk out our door with intention of, I wonder how many people I can make feel better today.
0: Right. Kind of. And what happens is you feel better. Exactly. And it's, it's. Funny. It takes more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile. Oh my
1: God. It was one of my mother's favorite statements. <laughs> oh my God.
0: I <laughs> no wonder we okay. get along. I know. I know. <laughs> so, so as we wrap up, as I bring this to a close, cause I've loved every moment of this conversation.
1: So have I. Um, so,
0: yeah, it I. is It is my intention uh, as I continue to do the work that I do that I want people to be the change that you want in your heart. If you really are serving, if you really take some time, and that's my, my, my desire and wish, is take some time to really reevaluate what are your principles and values? How do you want to be remembered after every single interaction you have? I'm not saying you can't have a bad day. Lord knows we've got them. We've had a whole year of them. You have a choice. Every day that you wake up, you have a choice in how you're going to serve. And I don't necessarily mean every day you have to go out and you know give up your job and become Mother Teresa. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you have a choice in how you view every moment of your day. And I do. And, you know, everybody, most people, I think most people
1: want to be joyful and want to be nice and they forget how because they're, you know, they got the selfie going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a distraction. It yeah. is. And so yeah. we have a choice to step out of that. And I'm, and, Yeah, we all have hardships. Yes, people, there are people who have lives far harder than I do. Of course, that doesn't mean I don't have my own hardships. All I'm saying is on your path, because it doesn't matter what somebody, you got to stop comparing yourself, first of all, to the other person. Lord knows I'm guilty of doing that. Focus on your path. What's the difference you can make on your path? And what is it? What is your legacy? If you were to die tomorrow, how do you want to be remembered? That's really what it comes down to. What do you want? How do you want people to remember you? What do you want them to say about you?
1: What do I want them to say about me? I want them to say I was a nice guy.
0: You are. (laughs) That's all I want. You're you're a kind person. You're funny. You're smart. (laughs) You're tenacious. You got guts. You're compassionate. You're so. You know, one of the things I notice in leading too, though, but people don't know what they are. You know, well, that's what i'm saying that's why this conversation is happening today take a minute take five minutes ten minutes take your brain off the phone and just sit still and go what do i actually believe what am i guy what are my guiding principles my values my morals my ethics whatever word you want to well, use don't to you care. think a
1: lot of people i i would think this morning i you know woke up quite early um and i was just thinking about yesterday and I was just thinking, like, I think a lot of people who thought that they got caught up in this fever of ickiness, Mm -hmm. that I think if they really saw what was happening, a lot of people are sitting and thinking, oh, my God, how did this happen? And I hope there's enough self. You know, what part of this are we responsible for? Absolutely. as, As each person. Is it me telling you you're an idiot? You know, how dare you think that way? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I really believe that today the energy in the world should be like, how did we get here and how can we stop it?
0: Well, and that's my hope that, and that's why I said today's conversation is incredibly fortuitous and this is, this is my desire. So as I bring this to a close. um,
1: Oh, what a pleasure, really.
0: We got right.
1: having conversations with you always, anyway, and thank you for honoring me and asking me to do this, and I appreciate it. And you know, we're doing our best, aren't we?
0: <laughs> we are doing our best. It's all we can do is do our best, and you know, from love, can, from love, from kindness, and just. And begin. you know,
1: I before we hang up, I really want to say, you, um, since the day we met. You know you've taught me so much and you are a tremendous teacher actually and um you've taught me so much i've learned a lot from you over the years mm-hmm. and i've learned that um even the most beautiful person in the room can be the kindest as you are both mm-hmm. those things and i appreciate it
0: thank you That's, thank you have That's a great day, day.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, well, thank you everyone for being here with us on Conversations with Friends. We'll be back. I'm working on my lineup uh, for this spring season and we're gonna have more more well-beings out there in this world. So I look forward to having you back at the next conversation. Be well, everyone.